spiritual expert, Jasenia. So how does it dive into this? How did you become spiritual or do you think you always had it? So even though I had always had gifts, I thought they were normal. I thought everybody was kind of telepathic. And, and have you seen any patients that weren't in human form in past lives? They were like an alien, an animal or something? We do have animal lives. Um, animal lives are really fascinating. I do communicate with animals too. Welcome back to the Digital Social Hour, guys. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. Got an amazing guest for you guys today. Spiritual expert, Jasenia. How's it going? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, the Soul Architect. That's your name, right? Soul Architect Jasenia on social media, yeah. Man, so how did you dive into this? How did you become spiritual or do you think you always had it? You know, it's it's a funny story. Um, I, I always say like we don't understand how we perceive the world differently until somebody kind of shatters that reality from the outside in. Mm. So even though I had always had gifts, I thought they were normal. I thought everybody was kind of telepathic and spoke to dead people in their minds and saw hauntings everywhere and had mm. these experiences and read energy and had predictive things happen all the time. I thought it was just like being human. Yeah. And um, and then I went to a haunted house at 26 and realized in a, in a group of people that I was the only one who was hearing and seeing and having these experiences. And I was just like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> you mean you guys don't see that? And they were like, uh, no, wow. mm -hmm. that's not that's not how we function. And I was like, wow, amazing. So during actually it was the Lizzie Borden house in yep. um, Fall River, Mass. And if you don't know the story, it's that Lizzie Borden had an ax, gave her father 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her mother 41. Mm. And that's all I had known about this story. I thought it was actually just fake and that it wasn't real. Right. Um, but it's a real story, real and it's a real haunting. So the cool thing about that experience is that we had tour guides there that were experts in the case, the trial and all the experiences. Yeah. So they could very openly like confirm my messages and the things that I was hearing, seeing and feeling. And one of the tour guides there was like, oh, how long have you been doing this? You've got more information than some of our professionals that come here to record this type of stuff. And I was like, well, today I didn't know <laughs> I had this ability. Like I thought wow. that everybody functioned like this. Yeah. So it started kind of abruptly and shockingly um, not very long ago when I finally Crazy. realized it was like a thing. And then the difference is that I started actively training it. And then that's where the gifts get really stronger and start expanding. Yeah. So that's how my journey kind of began. It's always been there. Um, my mom used to tell me I was special yeah. and I just thought she meant dumb. So, <laughs> so that my whole life I was like, yeah, I'm super like, I don't know why she keeps saying that. It's really rude. <laughs> that's crazy. So you're, you're able to see spirits wherever you go, basically. Yeah. Is there any in here right now? Well, there's tons in Vegas in general. Oh, yeah. There's just, um, well, there's a lot of like suffering, a lot of people who are uh, bitter and angry about, you know, it, it. Yesterday, I was actually tapping into some. There was some addiction, um, whether it's like addiction to money or alcohol. It feels like a place a lot of people have been to in the past to mm. express their like addictions and have that experience and then sometimes even die in the process or come back right. to haunt. So a really interesting thing about hauntings that a lot of people don't understand is that they're not actually tied to any specific place or location. You could die in a whole different country and still flock to whatever area you wish to flock to. Really? Yeah. So um, so it's funny to me when people are like, oh, well, 
you know, this person maybe didn't die in this particular area. They go wherever, wherever they, in fact, like extra, the extra sensory gift structure is your senses heightened. And so one of the abilities that we have with that gift structure is to sense someone's memory. Mm. Um, so like, for example, I could feel like Marilyn Monroe's energy, but I had connected to her before. So I'm very familiar with her energy and I could feel her in the area. And I didn't even know she had history with Vegas. Wow. Um, and then I, you know, of course I Google it after to make sure yeah, yeah. I'm like, was she ever in Vegas? And That's I crazy. found out a bunch so of So you cool talked stuff. to Marilyn Monroe? I've, I pulled up her past life to heal it and clear it. Nice. So what's that process like? Well, I usually do my work through clients. I don't like to pry and I have a lot of like rules and morals and things that I try to stick to. And one of those things is like we read nobody without their permission. Mm. So a lot of the people, a lot of my information isn't from any teacher or master or experience. It's from real life clients that have come to me and the Shout out to today's sponsor, Articulate. I know all of you want to hit revenue targets, get that new launch done, scale your business. Well, making sure your team knows what to do and how to do it, well, that's a huge part of that. I'm sure you all do different kinds of training. And I'm sure you've probably used tools like PowerPoint, Zoom, etc. And I bet you probably get super bored when someone at your company is explaining you how to use these tools. That's why I really love this tool, Articulate 360. It makes it easy to whip together interactive, really beautiful learning that really engages people and gets info across. You're no longer falling asleep during presentations. You can create short form, micro learning, super interactive courses, and really whatever you need. With our attention spans these days dropping, something like this is super valuable. With a couple of clicks, you can send it out and check on your progress. The team can also check back in on the training anytime they want in a super simple portal. Literally everyone I know uses Articulate, over 120,000 companies in all 100 of the Fortune 500. Check it out today at articulate.com slash 360 to start a free trial. Things we've seen surface in their lives and the, in the past lives they've had in their process and their incarnation kind of like blocks or struggles or patterns or traumas. Mm. Um, and when I first began reading, I would only take someone's birth name, birth date, birthplace and actually record it for them and send it off because mm. I, I was a mom and so I had, you know, it was like my second job. So mm. I didn't have time to, and technology wasn't huge and it was before. So that's how I was getting by with sessions. And um, I, it, was, it was fascinating to me because I like the idea because you don't come in with any judgments, right? You don't see somebody's face or what they look like or their nationality, you can't yeah. make assumptions. Um, so I liked that part. It helped me be clearer and less, less like biased with the reading. Um, but it wasn't until I started doing them live when I realized like how much more profound they were. Cause then people were like, oh, I've had this pattern show up my whole entire life. Like I was getting feedback and I was mm. like, oh, mind blown. Like we've just reached a new level of healing and information. So now they take place live on zoom, wow. but I can read people from all over the world. Um, we usually what happens is I let spirit lead the whole point of past, like past life clearing to me is to help people. Mm. So we're not sitting around pulling up lives where you were super happy. We're not sitting around and pulling up a life where you had like 45 cats and you were a cat <laughs> lady and you never left your house, yeah. right? We're pulling up lives where there was some extreme trauma and experience that needs clarity, that needs information, that needs peace. And what we find is we're somehow repeating that in this life, whether it's fear, belief systems, um, self-esteem issues, mm. fears of public speaking, fears of being authentically ourselves, it directly surfaces in their personality and their characteristic. And most people think, 
I just thought I was always that way. I thought that I couldn't change that right. about myself. So what we do, I call it kind of like interdimensional psychology. We're healing the different layers of your energy field to mm -hmm. stop certain behavioral patterns from showing up in this life. And it has affected people, not just behaviorally, but with their illnesses and um, like repeated pains, issues, blocks, and then patterns in their life. So for example, if you keep picking you know, terrible abusive relationships. We might focus on that and then we clear the pattern and then mm. suddenly you stop participating in it in this life. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And yeah. those are all things I've kind of found out by accident with clients. Yeah. Um, just that there's these huge, profound like shifts in their life, you know, after doing all this clearing. Um, so it's been really amazing to see. What are some of the most common subconscious blocks or traumas that you see in clients? Well, I mean, one of them that is kind of shocking to me, but not really, is uh, trauma with mm. abuse. And I'd say not really, because if you look at the history of Earth, you know, women have been mistreated for a very, very long time. Right. So pretty much anybody, if you've ever been a female, has had some form of abuse that we now carry. Right. Um, and that can show up in a lot of interesting ways. It could show up as fear of affection, as hyper, you know, it can mm. show up as blocks to finances, blocks to self-esteem or um or our own identity it, it can block a lot of interesting aspects about us Re relationship blocks uh, fears to parenting fears to our feminine energy fears to just anything that makes us feel vulnerable which includes this experience mm. so i find that it's a really common block um especially if we've been female uh, and that it definitely is one of the harder ones to clear depending on how violent that experience was wow so what's the process with clearing this trauma because you put the clients under hypnosis right no i actually don't have to do that um which is actually really efficient so a hypnotherapist is going to bring someone to a trance-like state to review and surface their own experiences through whatever scope they have. Right. And in a lot of ways, they are kind of like a blind observer because mm. they can't see the life or understand the patterns in it. Mm. So my process is really different because I can connect to the energy field and be led by spirit and pull up the life. And I have all these um, incredible tools that I've been working on for literally lifetimes mm. to clear behavioral patterns, traumas, um, belief systems, and I know where to look. So I actually go a lot deeper than these, um, these sessions. Sometimes a, a session with a hypnotherapist can take four to six hours. Wow. And they might review one or two lives. In four to six hours, I could, I have pulled up, you know, 15 lives and this that we can clear. It's very efficient. Yeah. So, um, and people still have emotional reactions. They still feel them. They still know them to be true. Sometimes there's tears. There's still like the person still has some reaction, but you might not get like sick to your stomach over it. So I kind of act like a buffer. Yeah. Um, and it is a very therapeutic process. So essentially we talk about whatever patterns or belief systems surface. And it might be something like, I have this pattern with uh, my with women or with my mother or um, with relationships. Mm. So we can talk through that and it's almost like having a therapy session. That's crazy. And I've seen on your website, the average human on this earth lives 300 to 700 lives, right? Currently on earth, uh, most people on earth have about 300 to 700 lives. Yeah, we're not really taking new souls right now. And it's mm. because we are in a hugely transformational kind of era here where we are 
Well, I mean, if you're here, you know that we're shaking up a lot of things and it's a difficult time to be alive. And there's a lot of challenges being presented to us. Um, So it's not really a place for new souls. Interesting. So you haven't seen any patients that were like single or double digit numbers? Um, It depends on your soul group. So there, so I I always say there's no like, there's no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, There are soul groups that learn a lot faster on earth, um, but also consume a lot more trauma. So there's Mm -hmm. no like quick fix to that. Right. Um, But there are some soul groups that require less incarnations on earth to pick up as much information as the rest of us, but they're Mm -hmm. still in the same like vibration of evolution in the three to 700 range. And I don't know if that makes sense. It's like conscious awareness. They're still as consciously aware. It's just that their soul evolves a lot faster. Interesting. And have you seen any patients that weren't in human form in past lives? They were like an alien, an animal or something? We do have animal lives. Um, Animal lives are really fascinating. I do communicate with animals too. So there's a lot of really interesting lessons that come through. and they're really fascinating because they're usually very pure and focused on one goal or something. And one of the lives, for example, was I was reading a woman's puppy and she had this puppy and all I got was a photo. And she said, you know, we're really hurt. It was a brand new puppy. We don't know what happened. Mm. And what I found out was this beautiful, sweet little puppy had suffered from cardiac arrest. I could see it in the photo and clear it and heal it and, and have this whole conversation around like their mission here and what what the goal was and why mm. would they choose that. And they said that they had suffered so much on earth that they wanted one short, pure life, that it was just going to be like the most love you can put in one tiny little package and that it had to be short because human nature or um, just living here really can create some type of like taint or pain or issue. So I thought that that was so beautiful. And I said, you know, that was its goal to live the most beautiful, pure, smallest life that it could live without being tainted by the outside world. And that is really profound to have Mm. so much love in such a little package that can heal a lot of other experiences, a lot of other lives. Yeah. So it was really beautiful. And then of course she got the autopsy back and it died of cardiac issues we had the confirmation there and that really brought her a lot of peace and you know she felt better about it because she was i think there's a lot of guilt that surfaces when we lose anything or anyone we love that you know maybe it was my fault maybe i did something i should have done something better um so she was she was really connected with that and it it did help the family in their grieving to know that it wasn't their fault that's beautiful my dog has anxiety and i wish i could understand why you know what i mean yeah. yeah yeah i do help a lot of pets with that and stuff i have a huskies they crack me up because <laughs> they're just they're like psychopaths of the dog world and i have two of them and yeah. they're super hyperactive and uh, one of them has crazy anxiety and he cracks me up to hear just what he's going through <laughs> it's like you can't calm them down there are tools you can use you know to make them feel calmer and right. it's um, you know, if they have separation anxiety, like Turkey is really great for dogs that really? have anxiety or separation anxiety Turkey. because it has um, hormones are in it that, you know, if you think about Thanksgiving dinner, everybody gets sleepy and they right. fall asleep on the, it calms you. So okay. it's a natural way to get them calm. I know a lot of people use like uh, CBD and stuff for dogs. Yeah. I, I like to try food first and exercise and stuff like that. But I found Turkey works really, really well for my Husky, who's a gigantic nice. nervous ball of energy i gotta gotta try that out so do you do your dogs know that you can understand them yes they yeah we um my dogs like tell on my kids all the time (laughs) so 
one time when, you know, my, my girl was, you know, preteen error, she was going through some stuff at school and she was really struggling and she has a dog sleep with her every night. And the dog came down that morning and told me everything. And so I was able to talk to her yeah, and (laughs) and break it open. And she was like, how would you know that? I was like, well, that's crazy. Rue told me. (laughs) So do you think your kids will have this ability as well? They do. Oh, they do? Yeah. So it's genetic. I don't think it's, I believe everybody has gifts. I really do. I haven't seen anybody who doesn't have gifts. I think that like the illusion of being special is really destructive. And that's why there's so much like ego in the spiritual world. We think, we think that, um, oh, I'm, I'm gifted. You should look up to me or use me as a guide or whatever. And I don't do that. That's not really how I roll. My whole platform is to educate people about their gifts and about their intuition and trusting that and Mm. healing is just the way we get there. So I feel like um, trauma creates a lot of outside noise. And, Mm. you know, I had a very traumatic life in this experience. So I had to heal a lot of these things firsthand. Right. And I use those skills to help other people. And what we find or in what I found in my practice and then with all my students is one of the side effects of silencing that chaotic, painful noise of trauma is that your gifts amplify. Mm. And it's kind of like if you imagine your orc field a bucket, if you have a lot of trauma, then you're draining and connecting to a whole bunch of other moments in time where you felt unsafe or in danger or you have these repeated like patterns or um, self-limiting beliefs. So clearing that helps us tap into that auric field a lot stronger. Interesting. Um, and that amplifies our gifts. So by nature, we just get stronger and more intuitive. Wow. And my perfect, um, what I like to use as an example is like an angry person is very easily manipulated, right? You can, an angry person can't focus for anything because right. they're just focused on the anger. Right. So when we're in extreme amounts of pain, you could imagine like how easily distracted we are. You know, every trigger is a distraction to our focus, our inner voice, our intuition. Mm. So the more we heal, the clearer we get. So have you ever had a patient that had no trauma at all? Um, Well, no, I mean, think about this life, just this life being here. There's a lot of things we see here, feel experience that have created programs or behavioral limitations or belief systems. So so even if you weren't like physically abused or anything like that, what we have to realize is that psychologically speaking, a lot of our inner program takes place before seven years of age. Mm. And we are abiding to belief systems that we don't even know we're participating in. And it might be something like, this is what love should be. And then we repeat that and we repeat that and we repeat it until Mm. we shatter under the pressure of feeling unlovable because every relationship has been a failure only to find out, you know, you were given this program at two years old because your parents divorced Mm. and they fought. And this is what you were told. Um, and you you were carrying a lot of shame because societally speaking, that's a normal part of, you know, your society or your culture. Interesting. So but, even if we don't have like trauma, we carry some belief systems or, or ways of being that yeah. take from our experience. So being able to explore past lives, you must have a good idea of when humans started to roam the earth then. Um, forever. I mean, so before we had, there, there were different types of soul groups here. Um, actually, Spirit calls them the ancient ones. And there was just a group of a bunch of different types of soul groups that were here before the newer soul groups were here. 
Um, and the idea is it was kind of just like a free for all. A lot of soul groups were just coming into Earth to experience Earth. Earth is actually really enticing for souls in general because of Earth's density. It is mm. one of the densest incarnations known to spirit. So it attracts a lot of attention because it means it densifies everything. So wow. it does densify pain, but it also densifies love, emotion, connection. It's a very physical incarnation. And mm. the special thing about Earth is the power of that density. But it's also a major issue, right? Mm. Like, you know, the greatest burden is the greatest gift right. that we're here to kind of try to overcome. So with that density, some of us forget who we are or yeah. we feel like we suffer greatly or we feel like there's a lot of pain and a lot of blocks to that experience. But the idea is once we work through those levels of density and healing clear, we are more powerful than we've ever been on Earth. And so Earth is very, very enticing but we do have uh, different levels of incarnation. So we've been here um, with the animals and I've, I have read lives that were kind of prehistoric in nature with um, cavemen or even there were like monkey-like creatures. I don't know exactly what they were, but mm. they didn't look too monkey-ish or, or human at all. Um, so there, there are definitely incarnations where we have beings or entities um, different soul groups that were here for the most part. Wow. Um, but we have some that were still present. So it's rare, but we do have people who have been here since that time. Interesting. Were any of your patients a dinosaur? No, I've never, <laughs> I've never had that. No. Oh, funny, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure somebody must have been. But... <laughs> That'd be crazy. So you yeah. mentioned almost every living being on this planet has a soul, right? Yes. There's different types of souls mm -hmm. though with with different soul groups we also have uh, elemental beings um elemental beings are of earth's energetic dimension okay. so these are like you know the energy in trees and plants really and so even um, trees insects it's a different type of okay. entity they keep memories and they can observe their environment and they can react to their environment mm. but they're here to serve humanity mm. in the sense that they are participating in the experience through a sense of servitude versus us who are here for more of like an individual experience you know the only way through is kind of in right that we through self-reflection and self-understanding become more evolved and more connected to the people around us yeah um so elemental beings are different in the sense that they are here as an act of like service to like run the show behind the scenes so again like insects plants trees yeah um nature yeah, I'm seeing Water. studies on nature and how they're actually there's more to it than just a plant. Right. So, so I I actually found this out in a weird way. Um, I got flowers to my house and I went to go move them and I could feel all the energy in the flowers, mm. and then found out that they were at a wedding. Wow. So I could feel like the music, the wedding, like all the memories it had kind of absorbed. Everything yeah. has an energetic field. Um, actually, the Hollywood medium uses this ability where you can it's psychometry you touch objects and you could read the history of the object or mm -hmm. people connected to it it's because everything has an energy field this this table you know has energy in it you could actually measure it with tools that we have today the air has energy in it like an electrical mm. charge so the idea is everything can capture a memory of some sorts which is why when you walk into a room you might think like oh this room has negative energy yeah. or it feels like somebody was fighting here or you could cut the air with you know with a knife um that's energetically charged air that has some type of memory to it wow. so the idea is tapping into that you could actually read the history of the room and sometimes like i can hear the conversation or hear what happened mm. before i even got in the room that's another type of extrasensory or um, psychometry 
That's cool. Yeah. When I went to the Zach Bagans haunted mansion, there was a room where some guy like 200 people in one of the vans. It was called the side van. And when I walked in there, man, the air felt heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It was Absolutely. crazy. Yeah. You would, you know, a lot of people, so a lot of people only feel the aggressive, intense, terrible experience like that, where, yeah. you know, there was like a and they're like, oh, that was intense. Um, but there's, um, if we tap into the sensitivity more and we start practicing that and strengthening that, we'll notice that there's energy everywhere and mm. it's not always negative, right? right? But you could feel, um, you know, it's like a spectrum of sensitivity. You know, you could get to a place where you feel the little old quiet lady in the room sitting in the chair that's not bothering anybody. Mm. Um, that's just kind of confused and lost and had a hard transition and didn't leave or cross over. You know, right. so there's different levels of hauntings. And I think that's why a lot of people are like, oh, well, are there hauntings in the room? Because um, hauntings are literally everywhere, but we don't always feel them right. because they're not as, they're not like the horrible serial, yeah. you know, that has a whole bunch of negativity attached to yeah. it. But they are, there's different, um, different levels yeah. of that. That would be horrible. I, I don't, yeah. even, I think I wouldn't even want to go in that room. That's. That's Have you sad. had any dealings with like demonic entities or serial or anything crazy? Yes. Um, part of, so part of my job at Soul Level is to read what we call Akashic Records or Soul Records. Right. And the best way to explain that is that it's soul groups, the history of all souls really that we've met or crossed earth. Mm. And so that also means whatever demonic presence have been here. Um, and that would also mean that we know about them or see them and some people have that gift structure mm. so i call it hell maven when i'm reading someone and it's just that they see demonic entities and can clear them and protect people of them right um and they are very real they're here but obviously I, it's almost like a virus to the soul is what i call them you know yeah. because that's really what it feels like um people start functioning in self-destructive behavior like addiction mm -hmm. or you know self-abuse or um, those types of things and we find they have some type of like attachment or entity mm. and they're they're not as common now um, but they're there on occasion wow that's interesting and what is this i keep seeing spirit animals and spirit guides what exactly are those um well we all have it's almost like an archetype mm. of our mission here and our personality so we all have kind of like um a different, you know, we can call them a lot of different things. They would show up in your mission, in your themes, in your past life themes, in your soul, like your soul's responsibility and your soul's um, strengths. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, they would come up in that way and they're kind of represented through those archetypes through animals. Mm. So a lot of people really connect to those. Sometimes we have totem animals, which are for a temporary shift in life. Okay. So like, for example, if I really need a lot of courage, I might call in, you know, the energy of a lion to feel more courageous with something. Mm. But then we have spirit animals, which are usually a part of our soul structure and represent a larger mission. So we've been using them a couple lifetimes to kind of create or solidify some type of experience. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't been able to get in touch with mine yet, but it's a goal of mine. <laughs> Hopefully That's one awesome. day. Yeah. Um, so what have you been working on lately? Like what's keeping you going these days? Um. I, so I, I got a whole like subscription group going, which is really fun. I was just on there right before I got here. Uh, the whole idea was to kind of bring community back to the spirit world because I feel like we have, you know, with stuff, a lot of people feel ostracized 
and aren't connecting like we used to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, a lot of us who are spiritual or curious are kind of afraid to tap into that or feel restrained or feel like there's not really a lot of community. So mm-hmm. I've been working on building my own little spiritual community um, or, or a private spiritual community, I should say, and nice. reading people through that. Um, also working on building my first nonprofit, which I'm really excited about. Nice. Um, and just doing a lot of interesting stuff. Um, I've been working with a man named Paul Hutchinson on um, Liberate Humanity, which is really amazing. It's just to find tools for people who have struggled with either trafficking or abuse and trauma. Mm. Um, so I'm creating a little healing kind of experience for that, whether it's like modality or something that people can use to repair their own trauma. Nice. That will that'll be on my site when it's done. But I'm also working on a bunch of like certification courses and stuff because cool. it's a big part of what I do is education. Yeah. And uh, gift training. Yeah. I love your mission. I love what you're teaching. A lot of people are at low energy levels. And one of the things you do is you help people raise their vibration, raise their energy. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's all about, and that's that's the journey. It's all about you becoming the best version of you or whatever version of you you want to be, but having the accessibility to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Where I feel like there, it's, <laughs> I was just talking about this yesterday with my friend here, and it's the idea that a lot of us have been fed like this uh, quick fix kind of platform where it's like oh if you do yoga enough or go to enough sound bowl healings or bury your feet in the sand six Hmm. times a day that you're somehow going to tap back into your soul or your origin story or who you are or be more gifted or be more spiritual or you have to dress a certain way or act a certain way and you're going to get the results you want and it's really very sad because people uh, i get clients who've been doing that 30 40 years Mm. you know and they're like what can you offer me that you know sticking my feet in sand for this much or or other things haven't been able to give me. Mm. And then we start the process and they're just like, that's the thing. That's what I've been waiting for. That's what I've been looking for. Um, wow. And it's all about self-discovery. And I would say like, you you shouldn't need a reader in a year or two. You should be picking up intuition or intuitive messages on your own. You shouldn't need someone to tell you what to do. It's all about finding your power and self-trust and learning to listen to that inner voice. We all have that really beautiful intuitive guide or map, or we all have gifts. We all have the ability to tap in. Wow. So my whole thing is about empowering people to do the work, right? And that happens through healing. I love that. I feel like it's a lost art with social media and technology. People are not tuning into their spiritual side as much. Yeah, it's fascinating. Social media... Social media is really interesting because at first I wanted to hate it. Yeah. Um, but Spirit explained to me that social media is really like rocking the world mm. because we took the power out of large media, right? Okay. So these huge media mongrels are breaking down. Now people decide what's, right. what's feeding your interest. And of course, everything has polarities. So one of them is the obsessive like scroll, need to scroll and, yeah. and not using it for good and not feeding your soul or your energy or your vibration and tapping into drama. Um, and not choosing good things for yourself. But mm. I believe that healing helps us choose better, right? If we are pushing into like, what's the latest gossip or celebrity gossip, that's yeah. something we need to heal. That's right. why we're feeding that that outlet, that illness almost. Yeah. So a, oh, social God. media is powerful. It's breaking essentially the, the chokehold these huge media companies had over yeah. the world now people decide so i'd say anybody on social media anybody out there who wants to take back that power like pay attention to your scroll pay attention to your mm-hmm. click make it valuable love it 
Uh, where can people find you and what message you want to close out with? Um, I'm all over social media as Soul Architect Jesenia. And um, I think that one of the most important things really right now is just to stay curious, mm. you know, that if any of this isn't for you, that's totally okay. But if it's for you, stay curious, ask questions, you know, join the platform, come ask questions, come send us DMs, tell us about your experiences. Um, it's really the perfect time to just be authentically ourselves. That's the goal. Amazing. Love it. I'm going to do a past life session, guys. I'll let you know how it goes. Otherwise, thanks for coming, Jesenia. It was amazing. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you guys for listening.